0: Today is Yevamus Yod Ches. We are starting 24 lines from the bottom of Yud Zion Ahmed Base. We have Talmud Torah sponsorship today by Leia Sol in honor of Rabbi Silver, for his amazing leadership, learning, enthusiasm, and warmth. Also in honor of all who organized beautiful, meaningful, and emotional groundbreaking ceremony and a week of learning sponsorship by Paul and Kathy Pollock and Mary of Paul's grandmother, Dina Bas Rav Dov Zol. Sam, come on up, come on up. You, you can sit next to me, you can sit next to me. Sorry. Right. <laughs> Bring another chair. So, uh, Nakuda, a note on yesterday's Daf. We're flying through the Daf Yomi at, you know, it's Kigaz Kishvanaofa. It's very fast. But yesterday we mentioned the ten tribes got lost and that men from the ten tribes married non Jewish women. And so, if there's a guy you think might be from the ten tribes, if you don't know he's Jewish, you assume he's not Jewish. However, you should know there's a, there's a problem. Well, there's not really a problem. There are other sources. And if you remember, in Megillah yud this is like two months ago and changed. So you probably don't, you, you, God willing, you remember a little bit of Megillah. Megillah yud the king went to Huldah the Neviah, Huldah the prophetess, to get a prophecy. So where was Yermia? Yirmiah was the senior prophet. Why did he go to Huldah? Uh, Rabbi Yochanan Amar, Yirmiya lo Hazam chazam. wasn't in Yerushalayim. Yirmiya went out to return the 10 lost tribes. And this was, uh, you know, about 50 years before the first Chorben Abayis. Some of the 10 lost tribes were returned by Yirmiya. The Gemara brings proofs. They had they still had Shemitah and Yovel because they had some members of the 10 tribes along with the two tribes of Benjamin and Yehuda in the south and that the king of Yehuda actually ruled over members of the 10 tribes in the north during the time of Yermia and Huldah. This is Megillah, Yud, Dalet, Ahmed, Base. I'm not making this up, Rebosai. What we discussed yesterday was there were certain cities in, uh, in, in Syria, in Babel, where there was it was known that some members of the 10 tribes had settled there and then had become intermarried. So those people were known to be not Jewish, but some of the 10 lost tribes were returned to Eretz Israel. And uh, became part of the kingdom again in the days of Yirmiah. So if you, say, if you say to yourself, guys, you say, I'm not a Cohen, I'm not a Levi, I must be a Yehuda. Nothing wrong with being a Yehudi, nothing wrong with Judah. But you could be from the other ten tribes also. There is that possibility because Yermia did return some of them. And we know there are, other er- there are other times when Jews have been lost and then found. And they were really halakhically Jewish. There was a bit of a fight over it. But we recall the Ethiopian Jews. And there was a dispute in Halacha. We said, well, they're probably Jewish, but maybe they should get a conversion because of the suffolk that maybe there are shitas that you know, maybe we're not so sure. And there's a famous Misa. I don't know if it's famous. We're going to make it famous right now. There's a Misa by Rav Shlomo Avinar. Who's heard of him? We've heard of him. We've heard of Rav Avinar. And he had a Talmud who was a Kohen. And the Talmud who was a Kohen wanted to marry an Ethiopian girl. Okay, so that's, that's possible. So Raviner said, sure, I, I, think it's, I think it's mutter, I think it's fine, but there are shittas who say that all the Ethiopians should get a conversion, should get a gerus, just because of the suffolk, and of course a ger can't marry a Cohen, so it kind of throws a wrench in it. He says, why are you dating an Ethiopian girl? He says, I don't see your skin color. I, I, I love her, I appreciate her, She's good mitos. So Raviner he went to look for a heter, he said, I, I want to be mater, and he got a note, and the note said... A Kohen can marry an Ethiopian, there's no problem, and their sons are still Kohanim, signed, Be'ahava Rabbah, vadia Yosef. So it wasn't just, well, the Chumrah and the Pilpul and the Lumdus, it was Be'ahava Rabbah. It was with great love. This Kohen did not see the skin color of the Kala that he wanted to marry, and with great love we were Matar, the Ethiopians, there were many proofs vadia brought. The Shitaso brought many proofs to prove, without a doubt, they were really Jewish. They were not like these ten lost tribes in certain cities of Babel, where they really were not Jewish. They were not like the members of the ten lost tribes returned by Yerim the prophet, earlier on before the Hurban, that were really, you know, the ten tribes, really, they were really Jewish. So that's, that's a note on yesterday's daf that we're flying through. But let's pick it up on 17b, 24 lines from the bottom. We've just been discussing brothers, brothers. Um, it's interesting to note that we tried to prove Achim by Avraham and Lot, and they're not really Davka Achim, they're nephew and uncle, so it's, it's sort of a smach here, maybe it's a support for the fact that the first Yibam we saw was who? Who was the first Yibam in the Tanakh? Yehuda and Tamar, and that wasn't brothers, that was the father. And then later we see a Yibam with... Non, non-brothers with Ruth and Boaz also. So maybe it's a smach that Achim could also mean kin. Uh, we don't paskin like that, but maybe they relied on that. So he and I have to do more research. Maybe we'll talk about that another time. Let's pick up Amarav, Huna, Amarav, 24 lines in the bottom of Yedzayin. Shomeris Yavam, a woman awaiting Yibam. She's the widow, Shemesa, but she passed away. mutter Be'ima, the brother who would have been the Yavam can marry her mother. Alma Kisavar Ein Zika. So we see he holds, Rav Huna holds, there's no Zika. Now the Rashi explains, Ein Zika, there is a Zika, but Zika Sivimta Shemaita, the Zika of his Yavama that dies. Lo Alima Lamehya is. it's not strong enough to make them quasi-married. It's not strong enough to make arius to make her mother an Ereba. If it was like they were really married, if the Zika had the power to make them like they're really married, then even after this woman died, the widow died, the brother couldn't marry her mother. You can, a, a man can never marry a woman and his mother, woman and his daughter. I mean, that, that's like the first Mishnah. It's worse than the first Mishnah because the uh, first Mishnah is Karas. This is a Shreifa. It's a Chayiv Mises Bezdin, It's bad. So that would be impossible. So we see holds in Zika, there's not a strong connection there. I, I know yesterday the Rav said Zika. Now it's interesting. Zika, Zika, somebody, you know, it's potato, potato and uh, uh, an observation to make is in the, the i believe the art scroll says zika but it doesn't really matter but it's something to be aware of that the art scroll transliterates the hebrew and it's it's beautiful and you can run through you can do a hazar really quick using the art scroll with the vowels you're not stumbling over the aramaic and that's a mile it's humongous but at the same time kind of if we all rely on it we we lose sort of a local dialect that some yeshivas say zika some say zeka there's uh, other pronunciations that it is torsheba at the end of the day and there are some variations in pronunciation But uh, I'll say Zika. That's what my rabbi said. Who knows how to say chameleon in Ivrit, in Hebrew? You guys never been to the zoo in your Yushalayim? A chameleon in Ivrit is a zikit. Zikit. Zika. Zikit. What is the connection? A chameleon, Hashem created with the amazing ability to stick out its tongue and grab its bugs, grab its food. The zika... Is a bond between the yavam and the yavama that they have to act on. It kind of pulls him in. It pulls him in to do a yibam rachelita. Zikukasso means like it's required. It's he's pulled in. He's he's obligated to do something. So it's like a pulling him in, like the tongue of the chameleon, pulling him in to do something to take care of this widow. So zika zikit. I say you will never look at a chameleon the same way because every time you see a chameleon, you'll think, oh zikit zika yavamus yudches. So I've changed your life forever for the better, God willing. So that's zika. Yeah. And Rahuna says it's it's not strong enough to knock out the mother of the widow from consideration for marriage after the widow herself passes away. Le Mahlakh de and Zika's so why does Rav Rahuna just tell us the halacha is like the one who says there's no Zika, there's no strong Zika. Everyone says there is some kind of Zika, some kind of connection, but it's not strong enough to be like a like Arusa, like Knusa. And so, therefore, it's not a problem with with erva of the mother. If he had told you this, simply ain't zika no betray. That's when there's two brothers. So you understand, if there's two different brothers and one widow, well, I don't know. Is Reuven going to do yibam? Is going to do the yibam? Who's going to do it? But but one man himself can say, it's, maybe it's not my obligation. So I don't have a strong connection there. Avol zika. But when there's one, we should say there's zika. The Rashi explains the vaday ramya that he's required. He's like being pulled in, like the tongue of the ziki, the tongue of the chameleon. So it's more like a kanusa. So it's more like the widow, the Shomeris Yavam, is in a sense really strongly attached to them. They haven't done the yibim yet. They're not really married yet, but there's such an obligation there. They're so strongly attached that even after that woman dies, he can't marry her mother because it, like, it was like an erikah. Allah Zika, not tell us, the halacha is there's no Zika, even one brother. We would think that that Chumrah is, even when she's still alive, we think even when, she's, even when she's alive, he could marry. He says there's no Zika at all, no connection. Then even though there's this girl waiting, Yiba Merchalitza, from him, he could go ahead and marry your mother, and he would say, ah, ain't Zika. There's no Zika doing at all. Kamash Milan, there's a shtikel Zika. That Zika is powerful enough according to Rav Huna, they would have to wait until the widow dies before marrying her mother. But after she dies, it's, there's no more zikah at all. So there is this, a little bit of zikah, according to Rav Kuna. You don't want him to go ahead and marry the mother of the widow, because then there's no chance to do yibam, because then he's married to a woman who's an erva to the widow. He can't do yibam on the widow. You're mevatel the mitzvah of doing yibam. Yeah, she would need a chalitza, but you're being not told the chance to actually do a Yibam. It's not. we're going to see in the Mishnah later. This Mishnah is actually on Mem tests. It's like I said on Shabbos, we're to say we are seeing concepts and we're going to see more of the concepts later. So we're going to see this again on Mem tests. You're going to say, oh yeah, I remember this from Yud and This is familiar and you're going, to have, you're going to be building a bigger tzura, a bigger, fuller picture in your head. It's like when you build a puzzle and you start around the edges. You find the corners, you find the edges. And you're just trying to get things into place on the table, get things into place in your mind, and then later on when we come back to it, you'll see more of the picture. More of the puzzle is done. This is what we're building in our mind. We're building the, we're building the puzzle that is Yevama. So we're gonna see this later. It's not Shemesa. His Yevama passed away. you can go and marry her sister. So make a in So it's not like Ravuno. You could marry her sister after the widow dies, but not her mother. Remember, the sister is the only erayos that changes after the sister passes away. A man can marry her other sister, the wife's sister, but not while she's alive. But the other ones don't change. It doesn't change if someone passed away. It doesn't make it mutter to marry the mother. Lo, no, who the No, that Mishnah is not teaching that the mother is asr, not like Rav Huna. It says, even the mother can marry after the shomer the widow dies. But the Rasha, the Mishnah says... If she was a real wife, not a yavama, not a shomeris yavam, but an actual bona fide wife who passed away, he can marry the sister. Bechosa in the valima lo, but never the mother. That doesn't change after death. chavile isur the Risa, That's also the Risa, Tananami seifa Mutter So it teaches in the seifa that by the shomeris yavam he could go ahead and marry her sister, but it's had in the mother also. View the yavam Rav Yehuda disagrees with Rav Huna. Rav Yehuda says. A girl awaiting Yibam and she dies. You can't, not you, but uh, Reuven, can't marry her mother. Alma kazava yesh zika. So he holds yesh zika in the sense that there's a strong zika. That zika is like Canusa. Zika is like a quasi-marriage. They haven't done Yibam yet. They haven't done anything yet. But because he's obligated, he's obligated to take care of this girl, he has an erva status to her mother. And even after this girl dies, the widow, he can't marry her mother permanently. That's Rav Yehuda. And similarly, we're going to analyze. Why didn't you just tell us yesh zika? Why do you have to tell us about the mother? Why didn't you just tell us yesh zika? There's a strong zika between the yavam, the man, the, the brother who's surviving, and the yavama, the widow who's awaiting yavam. We would say that's only when one brother. There's only a strong zika with one brother. If there's two brothers, Ain't Zika. The Zika is not so strong because each brother can say, listen, I'll let my other brother do it. I'm not obligated personally, so I go ahead and marry the girl's mother. The hawk, he pligi betray, pligi, but he has a machlokus even when there's two. Ela'i, Amar hachi, hava amina, top of your mechaim, you would say, when she's alive, you'd say, yeah, the Zika is strong enough that when the widow is still alive, then one of the brothers can't marry her mother because it's a quasi-erva through Zika. But after the Yavama, the widow, dies, he could go ahead and marry her mother because paka lo zika. The zika has paka off. It's popped off, it's gone. We learn from here that zika by itself does not just fly away. There's an amazing Gemara. We're going to see a little bit of it later. I'm talking about hafaris nadarim. Remember, hataris nadarim we do Erev Rosh Hashanah, Erev Yom Kippur. We're Matir Neder with a bezdin. Hafaris Nedarim is a father or a husband can mayfer nether neder of the wife or the daughter when it <laughs> interferes with regular family life. You understand, if someone's wife says, I'm never going to go eat at the neighbor's again, they burn the food, whatever it was, that might interfere with your family's relationship with the neighbor. So the, the husband has the right to be mayfer that neder. There's a Gemara in Nedarim. I indulge. Shemaris Yavam. Bein Yavam echad. That the the brother, the surviving brother, can make for nether, which is a derisa power of the widow who's waiting for Yibam. They're not married yet, but you see Zika, that's the power of Zika. If there's one brother, he can be made for nether to the widow because for sure, The zika is strong, he has to do something to her, whether it's chalitza or yibam. So he has the right to be made for her nether. She might take some sort of nether that will make the relationship be a no-go. So he has that zika, gives him the power to be made for nether. Rabbi Akiva says, no, not one, not two. So we see he holds zikas even weaker, even with one brother, even two brothers. There's no power of made for nether by the surviving brother to the widow. But this is really interesting because the mishnah here Explains their logic. He's making a call for Homer, a man's wife that he was Kona. He chose the wife for himself. The Torah gives him the power to be made for her nether under her neder. A wife that was given to him when his brother passed away. That's the Yavama. Ainodin, should be Kavachomer, Shaya for Netherea. The Torah is also given the power to be made for Nether. Amaler Bi Akiva Law, or Bekiva says, not good Kava Khomer. Im Amrad Ba'isha. You're telling me his own wife, Shekan Ulasimo, he chose her. Lamanashem, he chose this woman. He should have the power to make for Nether there. Shaynachhirim Bar and no one else had any power over her. There was never another brother who had Nadarim power on her to to deal with her Nadarim. Tomir Baisha, Shahignalim and Shamim, you're gonna tell me the same rule applies to a woman that he never chose her. He didn't want his brother to die. It was Minashamayim. His brother passed away without children, and now it's sort of, it's a sad thing. He has to do the mitzvah of Yibam, but it's, it's sad in a sense. He lost his brother to do it. And, other, and, and his brother had made for power over also. says, so no, he shouldn't have power. He says, I agree with you by two but what about one? If there's only one brother, he has to do something. Whether it's chalitz or Yivim, he has to do something. He has an obligation here. He says the Yivoma is not gamura, not completely his wife. Rashi explains not Canusa, There's not the same penalty. If she was a married woman and she went out with another man, there would be a death penalty. But here she's a quasi-married. She's not really married. There's a Zika, but it's not so strong as to be a real wife. He uh, says it's not the same level, Rabbi says. Then the Gemara Nodharim says, Reviti Basavar, ain't Zika. It's a Zika thing. They're arguing over the power of Zika, and if that has an effect, de So you see this Zika, this chameleon, it's not just a power de and it's not just an smachta. It's a real there's a real if this has a power de So that's Zika, that's the chameleon. This Gemara reminds us Rebosa is a quick, quick hazara. Isha a woman that was given to Hashemayim, versus a woman he chose himself. Not so long ago, we had a Gemara in Moed Katan, and it's one of our fav- one of our favorite Gemaras in Moed Katan about could you get engaged on Chol Moed? Yeah. So Amar Shmuel, mutar la'arisi shebacholusha Moed, acher, you could get engaged to a woman, mamish kedushin eresin on chol Moed, because somebody else might grab her. Remember, this is Moed uh, this is Yud Ches Ahmed Beis. This is a famous Gemara. This is your homework. Moed Katon Yud Ches Amad Beis. Go ahead and get engaged because someone else might grab her. They say, what are you talking about? Don't we have a basher? Don't we have like the one, Min HaShemayim, the ordained Shidduch, the right woman for the right man? They say, yeah, that's kind of true. But Shemayi Akamayim, someone else might pray for her and his prayers might be answered. Or he might pray for her and be so lovesick so crazy about her that he comes to like really be infatuated and really cause spiritual problems health problems to himself so this is the more nuanced approach to basherat and we brought the rambam when we talked about this gemara that the rambam says by choosing a wife it's it's not i'm not saying that he rambam says no basherit, but basically says there's free will he says and you make your choices and, you know, you weigh your options and you make your choices and you don't rely on the fact that, oh, there's the one out there, I just have to wait. He says, no, you don't wait. You develop yourself, you work on yourself, and you make the right choices in life. So that's Isha Shiknulim and Shemayim, That's made for neder by Hashemaris Yavim. And now we are on the second line of Yud Ches at the top. Let's say this supports Rav Yehuda, that there's a strong Zika. His, the, the widow died. He can go ahead and marry your sister. So the sister, yes. The mother, no. Remember, we brought this gemar. This is the one, the, the Mishnah and Mem test later on, building the puzzle. Even the mother he could marry after the widow dies. But if it was a real wife, a, a 100% deraisa wife, not just a, waiting, a widow waiting for Yibam, then if the if the sister dies, you could marry the, he could marry the other sister, but never the mother. That doesn't change after the death of one of the women. So when it talks about a Yavam and a Yavama, so it uses the same symmetrical uh, styling as the risha, as the beginning of that Mishnah by a real wife. Masir ravhuna attacks the opinion of Rav Yehuda. also Asab, Maimar. What did they do in Maimar? Now remember, Maimar is a rabbinical kedushin in a sense it's not a kiddushin derisa, but it's a rabbinical he gives her a ring he gives her some jewelry says we're going to do a, a yibum. let's call the caterer and get a hall and have him make a party you know omit um, so he does mamar, but then never he dies so the case was so Ruvain passed away without children Ruvain's widow rachel is now falling to shimon and shimon does a mamar he didn't do yibum yet he didn't do the yibum yet but he did the mamar You know, he gave her a a ring. He said, we're going to get together and do a yibim. Fine, great. But then Nebuchadnezzar died before he could do the yibam. Shniah, his own widow, Shimon's own pre-existing wife, uh, needs a chalitza but can't be taken in Yibim because she was quasi-related through Zika to the widow of Ruvain, the first brother. Taima da'avad Maimar. Now, this is because Shimon did a maimar on the widow of Ruvain, And the maimar we're going to see, reinforces the power of zika not only is it an obligation but the brother saying i will act on the obligation i will step up and do the yibam <speaking in Hebrew> but if he hadn't done the maimar the gemar's yibumi the second girl shimon's own widow she could do yibam to the third brother to levi and, and this is the case in the permission Mishnah. levi was not alive at the same time as Ruvain, the original brother so if we say that Ruvain's widow through Zika plus Maimar, becomes a co-wife, a quasi-co-wife to Shimon's wife. Then Levi can't take Shimon's pre-existing original wife in Yibim because she was this quasi-co-wife to Reuven's widow, who was, and Reuven was never in the same world with Levi. I am age Zika. If you're going to tell me there's a there is a Zika, a strong Zika, a very connecting Zika. So she becomes the co-wife, as I just spoke out, the co-wife of the wife of the brother who was never in the world at the same time because Reuven and Levi were never alive at the same time. Now Reuven's widow is the quasi-co-wife through Zika plus Maimar to Shimon's, Shimon's widow. So Shimon's widow wouldn't be able to be taken in Yibam by Levi. Uh, so this is caused through Zika, Zika plus Maimar. Marma reinforces the power of Zika as we see who he says, No, it would be the same rule if there was no Mammar. The Mammar here didn't help. chalza yibum Babma, that the second widow, Shimon's own original wife, she could she needs a Chalitza, but she can't get a Yibim. Through through this qua through the Zika alone, even without the Mammar, it creates a quasi ishus for Ruvain's widow. So now Levi can't marry Shimon's original widow because she was a quasi-co-wife to Ruvain's widow. And this is mentioning Maimar. Why? Not because Maimar is needed to reinforce Zika and give it the power of quasi marriage, but to exclude the opinion of Beit Shammai, to amre Mamar Kona Kinyan Gamor. Kamashwan, it doesn't. Beit Shammai says Mamar is so Gishmak, it's not only like a rabbinical Kedushin, it's kind of like a De'er Kedushin, the marshmallow that Mamar is not so powerful, we don't hold like Bay Shammai, Mamar is not so strongly mentioned on Shabbos. The amazing halacha in the Rambam, it's mamish the first halacha, it's the first halacha in Ishes. So turn to the beginning of Rambam and Nashim, it says, Kodim Matan Torah, before the Torah, Haya Adam Pogeya Isha they would meet in the street, maybe not the mall, Im if they both agreed Lisa to get married, if they agreed to get married, bring her home. And Mamish, they're married. Without anything else. Just go and start living together. It's a Chidash Torah, the Rambam says. Kiddushin. Getting engaged is a Jewish invention that Hashem gave us at Sinai. Matan Torah. So, it's so this, these formalities of marriage is a mitzvah derisa that we are commanded. And before this existed, it was just a man and a woman met and they moved in together. So in a sense, yibum goes back to the pre-matant Torah day, because the the derisa, the yavam and the yavama, they just get together and boom, the mitzvah of yibum is done. They don't need this mamar. They don't need a kedushin first. They don't need uh, all these formalities first. They don't need to rent a wedding hall. You know, they can go to Vegas and elope. It's great, but. This mamar is sort of to make it nice, to make it look like a real wedding. You know, really, this woman had a Kedushin already from the first brother who passed away. So Ruven is the one who did the Kedushin. And Shimon is sort of stepping into Reuven's shoes and continuing the Kedushin, continuing the, that original relationship and building Reuven an heir through Yibim. So it's, we commented, well, we're not going to comment, but you'll see you look around and the, the mainstream culture, if you can call it a culture, is sort of reverting. You see marriage rates are way down. They're not into marriage anymore. But they're still, they still live together, but with, without marriage. So, Bar Hashem, the Jewish people are holding on to the concept of engagement in marriage. It's a chiddush Torah. You should appreciate what we have. But that's, uh, that's Mamar to Be'a Shammai. Shammai says it's mamish like a marriage, and we say no. Eisi Baye, Abaye has a kasha on Yehuda, who says, Zeke is very strong. <speaking> Shnei achin be'olamecha. <Hebrew> Two brothers that lived in the world together. <speaking in Hebrew> One of them, Nebuch, died below Vlad without any children. Amad hashe'ni ha'ze'la, says Mamar. And now Shimon, the second brother, he's getting up to do mamar. The big, bummer. He didn't do the mamar yet. He wanted to make a big party. He wanted to rent a hall and get a cake and everything. He didn't have time. no ach until he had another brother. So he was about to do mamar on the Shemeres Yavam. Didn't get to do it. He had another brother, Umes, and Nebuch Shimon passed away before he could do the Yavam or the mamar. So now we had Ruvain died without children. So Ruvain's widow, Rachel, was going to be taken in Yibim by Shimon. Shimon was about to do the Mamar, didn't get to do it, and Nebuchadnezzar died. But before he died, Levi was born, a third brother. So the first woman, Rachel, the widow of Reuven, the original brother, she goes out in the sense that she is not obligated to anything from Levi. She's not Shomer S'yavim to Levi at all. Levi was never in the world with her own husband, Ruvain. Shnia, Shnia meaning the wife of Shimon. But Shimon had a pre-existing wife before he was going to do mamar and yibam with Ruvain's widow, Rachel. She can get a chalitza or a yibam from Levi, we're talking about. I'm Even if going to tell me there's a strong zika. So this is Rav Huna. Or this is a Baye questioning Rav Yehuda, who says there's strong Zika. If you tell me there's such a strong Zika that it's like Canuza, it's like they're quasi married already. Then the widow of Shimon is like the tsara, the co wife of a woman who was never in the world, a widow who was never in the world with Levi. So, how could Levi marry Shimon's own pre existing widow, Leah, when she was a quasi co wife through Zika with Rachel? Who was the widow of Ruvain, who was never in the world together with Levi. It's a quasi-erva. They were never in the world together, as the mission said, so they couldn't do it. The Zika. And the Zika is what's creating this status of isser Hamani mayor he So Ravi Huda answered, Oh, that's a Rebbe Mayer. That's a Rebbe Mayor. ain't Zika. He says, ain't Zika. But Ravi Huda says, I would rely on the sources that say yes, Zika. There's a strong Zika. Rebbe Mayer says there's no Zika. In the sense it's a very weak Zika. It's not like Kenusa. And it wouldn't be an issue in this case for Levi to go ahead and do Yibam to Shimon's widow, Leah. Does Rabbi Meir really hold there's no Zika? There's a very weak Zika? It's none, but there's a Mishnah later on. Arba Achim, there's four brothers. Shnai Mehem Shtei So they have Reuven, Shimon, Levi, and Yehuda. And Reuven and Levi are married to Rachel and Leah. Beautiful. But there's a problem. And the two first brothers, Reuben and Shimon, they died without children. We say these two girls, Rachel and Leah, that are sisters, they need a Chalitza and not a Yibam. If you're going to tell me that Rabbi Meir holds Ein Zika, that the Zika bond is very weak, these two widows... Rachel and Leah, they come from two different houses. They come from Reuven and Shimon respectively. Why don't we say that the surviving brothers uh, Levi and Yehuda Levi should marry Rachel and Yehuda should marry Leah. It's two different brothers, two different houses. It's not a problem for two brothers to marry two sisters. We're going to see that all the time throughout Yavamas. Two brothers used to marry two sisters. You know, in small towns, these things happen. There's not a lot of choices. So yeah, if you have a good shidduch one brother gets a good shidduch. So does she have a sister? That's a, that was, does she have a sister? It was a, was a question. It was a good question. So if you're going to tell me that Rabbi Mayer holds there's no zika, so what's the problem here with the two surviving brothers marrying the two widows? One widow from each house goes to one surviving brother. No problem. So really, Rabbi Mayer holds ain't zika, like Rabbi Yehuda had told us. But there's another reason that Rabbi Meir is cautious here. He says, He says, he says it's usher to be mevatel the mitzvah. Now, if Levi goes ahead and does yibum on Rachel, but then Nebuch, something happens to Levi, Levi passes away. So then now Yehuda is faced with a quandary because he has the widow of Levi, and that was Rachel, who was originally Reuben's widow, but he also has uh, Shimon's widow. So he's got two Yavamas from two different places, but one of them has two houses on it, and he can't do anything. Now he's stuck. So Rabbi Meir is worried about this. The chad, my sidah. He says, before the before one can do yibim, one of them is gonna die. So he's a little bit worried about that. And the other one is the other widow is never gonna have a yibim. If you let one brother go ahead and do yibim on one sister, then it's gonna create an error situation if that brother dies, and now there's two sisters facing Yehuda, the last surviving brother. So, of course, you could ask if they should have a joint wedding ceremony, Yibam ceremony, and they should do it exactly at the same time. Maybe that's an answer, but typically they don't do that. The here explains that we don't usually worry people die. We have Gemaras in in Kodshim. We talked about if a man sends his carbon to the base of Mikdash, if if it's Achatas, you can't bring it after he dies. So we assume he's still alive. You understand there was no cell phone back then. There's no text message. He can't text and say, yeah, I'm still alive. bring the carbon. So this guy was 85 years old, The Hashem. You know, he's on his last, you know, he's in his bed and he sends his carbon. You know, you understand he's trying to do Kippar. He's trying to get a clean slate. He sends his carbon, you know, and it arrives a month later. We assume he's still alive. We don't worry that he died, even though he was old and sick and sending his last carbon. We don't worry that he died. So the Tosus explains the uh, altar. Uh, if it's kind of immediate, it's right away. We're not worried somebody dies. And if it's a long time, we're worried somebody might die. The says not. Remember, everyone would agree to this. Something I mean, that could could come out that like you know one of them does Yibam right away, and the other one you know he wants to wait. He's, you know Yehuda might be a little younger. He might just wait a few years, wait at least a few months, a few years. And it's going to stretch out a little bit, and then you'll be faced with this possibility, where it's be mevatel the mitzvah of yibam according to Rabbi Meir. So you see that for a little while we don't worry about death, but for a long time we do worry. So it's kind of a hashkafic point that we have to focus one daf a day, get through the day, but we also have to look, have to take a long-term view. What am I accomplishing in life? Am I accomplishing everything Hashem put me in this world to accomplish? So we don't want to run around being scared of death. You know, as one per customer, we all get that. Uh, but uh, we all get tichas also, Baruch But we also need to take a long-term view at the same time. Chayish lamisa in the long run. That's what Tzivos is saying at a Hashkafak level about Rabbi Meir being worried about a brother dying and then being the possibility of Yibam to the other sister. zika. If there's no zika, according to Rebbe Meir, so, why, what's wrong with being Mavatal Yibim, with creating a situation where a girl's not going to get Yibam if there's not such a big Zika? If Zika's not a big deal anyway, if the Zika bond's not so strong, let's get rid of it. To Harbin Gamliel Amar, Ibn says in a different case we're going to see later, Ain Zika, he says, not only is there no Zika, Mutar Levatal Yismasi You can create a situation that knocks out Yibam. It's non Rabban Gamliel Amar, if she does a meun. She does a meal, hate, imlomiana, tamchena deal. wait until she gets older, veteit alazu, isha. Then the other girl will go out. The case we're going to see later is there are two brothers married to two sisters. And the first sister, Rachel, she was older, and she was already a gadola, so the marriage is deer but Nebuch Rachel and Leah were orphans. But Leah was a katana, she wasn't uh, of maturity yet, so that second marriage is deer so if Ruvain, who's married to Rachel, the older girl, passes away without children. So now Rachel is the Shemer Shom. She falls to Yibam, to Shimon, who's married to Leah, her sister, who's a Katana. So you might have thought, wow, she's a Katana. It's a marriage de Rabbanan. It's a rabbinical marriage. Her father wasn't in the picture. She could do miyun and walk out of that marriage to Shimon. So the rabbis might have thought, let's tell her to do a meun. And then then Leah will walk out of that marriage to Shimon and Shimon can do a yibum on her sister you know this is both sisters are still alive but the meun, it uses Breira it uproots retroactively the marriage so the katana, let's tell the Katana to walk out and then we can have a mitzvah of Yibam Reb says no he says listen if she wants to do a Mi'un we'll let her do a Mi'un and if not let her stay let her stay until she grows up once she grows up and reaches maturity and she continues she chooses to continue her marriage to Shimon, it's a marriage to Risa. and since Shimon is married to the sister of the Yavama, the Yavama goes out to shop with nothing. She doesn't need a Chlitzah, doesn't need a Yibam. She goes out and she can remarry anyone she wants to, but let the little girl decide. And it's kind of ironic because we say the point of Mi'un is let her get a little bit older until she's mature, and then she'll choose whether to continue this Durbanan marriage or not. It's up to her if she wants to continue. And here we say she's not even mature yet, but Rabban Gamliel says, let her choose. If she wants to stay in this situation with Shimon, her husband, let her stay. And don't, don't, don't try to convince her to do yibu, to do Miyun just so her big sister can do a Yibam. If she wants to stay married, let her stay married. Don't try to talk her out of it. So as Rabban Gamliel says, you can even let the girl go. Don't try to talk her out of it and, and into Miyun. Even though it's mavato, the mitzvah of yibum. So that's Rabban Gamliel. Not only is there weak zika, but we don't try to. to uh, we don't. We, we are allowed to create a situation that disrupts the possibility of Yibim. We let the little girl have her say. You know, we 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 let her stay married if she wants to stay married. Good. Amr lay the Rabban Gamliel, the Rabbi Meir. He says you're comparing Rabban Gamliel to Rabbi Meir. They're not the same thing. Uh Loha and Rabbi Meir. This is Rabbi Meir is not, is not saying like Rabbi Gamliel. There's no Zika Bihlal and we can be Mivatud Mitzvah. Uh Rabbi Meir Rabbi is worried even to the Suffolk, even to the Suffolk, this one guy's gonna die and then be faced with a situation where you can't do yibam. We're gonna see later. I think it's Samech Aleph that Rabbi Meir, we say it's also chayish Yuta. We've seen this in Shas maybe before. Rabbi Meir is chayish Sveika. He's worried about possibilities, Chayesh LeBiyutza. He's worried about statistical possibilities. We say later, Rebbe Meir is worried that maybe one of these girls can be an islandist. Remember, islandist can't have children, so she's excluded from Yibim. She's not in the parish of Yibim because she can't build the house. So, a girl who can't have children is not eligible to, to Yibim, doesn't make an erva or anything. That Rebbe Mayer is worried about that if she's younger, you know, between the age of 12 and 20. We say she might be a late bloomer. But then at 20, Mazel Tov, it's her bat mitzvah, she's an islandist. And this is why we said by Sarah Emenu, according to the Mizrahi, Sara was 100 years and 20 years and 7 years. Because at age 100, she was like age 20, free from sin. Why age 20? But Mitzvah was age 12, because she was islandist, according to Mizrahi. So we say that 20 is a Bat Mitzvah of But until then, Rabbi Meir says there's a Suffolk, there's a potential that she's an islandist and totally pater from Yibam. So they should wait. You see, Rabbi Meir worries about these possibilities, and the other, people, the other sages do not worry so much. Rabbi Gamaliel, the vade Gamaliel is not even worried about knocking out a Yivim Vadai. He says, let the little girl stay in her marriage. Don't tell her to do a, a miun, even though it Vadai knocks out the possibility of her big sister doing the Mitzvah der Isa of yibam. Let her stay married. Dilma Manda Lochayish, the So we say, the one who doesn't worry, he's not even worried about the Vadai. That's Rabbi Gamaliel. Manda one who starts worrying. Ephilah is Feikachayish. Rabbi Meir, when you start worrying about disrupting the mitzvah of Yibam, even for the possibility that one brother will die before the other brother can do Yibam, he's worried about that and says they both get Chalitza and not Yibam in the case of the four brothers and the two sisters. Good. Amr le'abai al-Rav Yosef. Had Rav Yehuda d'Shmohi. Rav Yehuda learned that from Shmuel. Remember, after Rav Yehuda learned by Rav. After Rav died, Rav Yehuda went to learn by Shmuel. You see this all over Shas of Yehuda Amarav of Yehuda Amar Shmuel So what he learned from? From Shmuel He It's not like the Mishnah says Yod bay, Top of Amid Shameris, yavam Es Achiv HaMshikidesh A woman awaiting Yibam And the, one of the brothers There's multiple brothers in this case but One of the brothers Was Mekadash her sister So now that brother For sure can't do Yibam Because now he is related By marriage to her sister Mishum Rav Yehuda Ben biseira Amru Omrimlo we tell this man, Hamten wait for the chuppah wait for the full marriage until one of your other brothers does the yibim. So one of the other brothers will take care of the yavama, and you need to wait until that happens before you marry the Yavama's sister. And the Taisos here point out that's Dafka if they were Kiddish after she fell the If they did Kiddushin before Yibim, it's not a problem, it's not a big deal. Um this is it shouldn't be Lamaisa. But it's in Evan Ezer, uh, Kufnun Tess, Halacha Hey. they say that Yavam also Bikrova is The Yavam can't marry the relatives of a woman who fell to him for Yibam. Now, the Yavam, remember, is the brother. Yavam is masculine. That's the brother who has the obligation. He can't marry a close relative of the widow who has fallen to him for Yibam. And they conclude, and, and, the, and their Mas says, don't marry anybody if there's a girl waiting for Yibim. Uh, but he says that if there he doesn't say but he says if there's a, they've done already, if one of the brothers is in and he's going to get married, going to get engaged, then the Ramah would allow it to go, go forward if that happened before she fell to Yibam. So if before the girl fell to Yibam, to Levi, and Levi's already engaged to her sister or her, her aunt, whatever it is, then they could go ahead and do it, but if he got engaged after the fact, the Torah says, then you have to wait until a different brother takes care of the Yibamah, does the yibam or Chalitza, and then he could marry her relative. Amar Shmuel, Chalacha Yehuda ben right? says, ben You see Shmuel holds, there's a strong zika. Zika kekanusa, it's a strong connection. And therefore he's usher to go ahead and marry her relatives until this Yavama situation, the Yippan situation, is taken care of by a different brother, not by him. Amar leh, de'id rav, if it's rav, what's the problem? I'm like Rav. He said we have a conflict in what Rav says. Dima who Alibah Rav. So maybe Rav said there's a strong Zika, is it weak Zika? Or maybe it's just a machlokis of people who heard from Rav, but we don't know clearly what Rav holds. We know clearly what Shmuel holds. Even the the Shmuel we know exactly what Shmuel holds. There's a strong Zika. He holds like Rabbi Yhub ben Bisaira. Rav and we heard conflicting reports about what Rav holds by Zika. We don't say, well, we don't know where Rav holds. Let's say this is from Rav. No, we say that Rav Yehuda was saying in the name of Shmuel. I said your sugya over in front of Rav Zvid. He says, you heard it like this. You learned like this. He says, we learned it explicitly. Rav Yehuda said in the name of Shmuel, Shomer Yavum, yavam shemesa. A shomeris yibam, the girl awaiting the widow who is waiting for yibam, and she dies aser The brother can't marry her mother al mksaver yeish zika. You see, there's a strong zika. Shmuel, a Shmuel goes after his reasoning. Da amar shmulah karebi yehuda ben bateira. The halacha is like Rabbi Yehuda ben Bateira. Above that, we tell the guy who got engaged after the relative fell to Yibam, Listen, you can't marry the girl now; she's related to the yavama. Wait until a different brother does Yibam Merchalitza, and then go ahead with your chuppah with your marriage. So suicha. We have to say it. We, he has to tell us. Any old If he just told us Zika, there is a strong zika. Hava mina hanimili bechad. We'd say that's only with one brother. With one brother, there's a strong zika because he has to do something. He has to do Yiba of aval betray. With two brothers, with more than one brother, lo, maybe the zika is not so strong. Kamash Milan, we see from here, even with more than one brother, which is the case of Yehudah Ben-Besey was talking about. We tell him, you have to wait before marrying the, this girl's sister. Wait till a different brother does a Yiba Merchalitza, and then go ahead and marry your sister. We see there's more than one brother. And there is a strong zika according to Shmuel. So Rabbi Yehuda is citing Shmuel. We just said Rabbi Yehuda ben We would have thought. This is only when they're alive. But after the Yavama, the girl awaiting Yibam dies, the zika would fly off. It would be gone. And the brother could even marry her mother. Zika doesn't go away by itself. Or with the death of the Yavama. It needs a Chalitza or a Yibam. And that's when it's gone. Mishnah, beautiful. Shnei achim, there's two brothers and One brother Nebuch died. V'yava mesheni as eshes Achiv, and Shimon does marries the widow of Reuven. Ach, and now Levi's born. Mazeltov. Umays, and then Shimon Nebuch dies. the first girl who was the widow of Reuven originally, Yotza, she goes out to the shuk, she gets to marry anybody. Mishim because now she's the she was the wife of Ruvain who had died before Levi was ever born. Hashnia and the, the original wife of Shimon, uh, she goes out with Shem because she's the co-wife of, this, of the widow of Reuven who was never in the same world with Levi. So by Maimar, if Shimon hadn't done Yibam yet, but he had at least done the Maimar, remember Maimar reinforces the power of Zikah, the first girl, Le- uh, Rachel, couldn't be taken to Yibam because she was the widow of the brother who was never in the same world with Levi, but Levi could do Chalitza, but not Yibam, to Leah, the widow of Shimon, because he was in the same world with Shimon at the same time. But she has this tsaras quasi Tsar through Zika, as explained uh, in Amadal. Rabbi Shimon, Omer, get ready, that Levi could do Yibam on either Rachel or Leah. Or Chalitza on either girl. Now we're going to spend the next part examining. Wow, that's a tremendous kula from Rabbi Shimon. He says Rabbi Shimon disagrees even in the Rishona. That's referring to the Mishnah on Yud Zion. Mishnah on Yud Zion, the third brother Levi was born <coughs> uh, after they fell to Yibim, but before anything happened, before there was uh, Yibim or a Maimar how do you know? It teaches an extra Mishnah. These two Mishnaiyas, the one on Yad and the one right here, they're, they're extra. The first Mishnah on Yad who are you going to teach that for? If you're teaching that to show you the power of the Rabbanan, the Rabbanan always hold the third brother, Levi, is as usher to do anything to the widow of Ruvain, and it's, it's an erva, and it's like an erva. So if you say this Rabbanan Hashta Yibum, Nolad, so I. If you, if you say that that's for the Rabbanon, well, we have the case right here where there, there was Yibam first and then Levi was born, Deki Ashkacha. Then when Levi's born, he finds her Ashkacha as a, as a mutter woman, as, not as Reuben's widow, but as Shimon's wife. Asri Yibam, the rabbis say that's Aser. So the first case, which was no Nolad, that Levi was born, and then after Levi's born, Shimon does Yibam Would the rabbis even be able to permit there? Of course not. And love So that first Mishnah was taught to show you the power of Rabbi Shimon's heter. With The So that first case teaches you, even when Levi was born before Shimon did Yibim or maimar on Reuven's widow, Rabbi Shimon still allows Levi to later on take Rachel, Ruvain's widow, as in yibum the Rabbi Shimon should have disagreed over there also. Ela, this is what Rabbi Shimon did not the He waited for the rabbis, ad the misayi until they finished all of their arguments and all their teachings. Hadar poligalayu, and then he he disagreed with them. And Rashi says he disagreed on both cases, but he waited for them to finish. This is kind of like how Beis Hillel used to teach Bas Shammai first and then disagree. So this is what Rabbi Shimon was kind of learned from that. Rabbi Shimon says, listen. You finish teaching, and then I'm going to disagree. I'm going to argue on both cases and say that Levi, the third brother, could go ahead and do yibum in both cases to Rachel, because when he finds her, he finds her as the wife of Shimon, not as the widow of Reuven. <speaking in Hebrew> so if Rabbi Shimon is so incredibly makele that Levi can do a yibum on Rachel, even though Rachel was originally the widow of Reuven, because Levi found her as the wife of Shimon, how do you really find this Isher of doing Yibam because she was the wife of a brother who was never in the same world at the same time. These brothers were never together. Bechad, so they, add, they remind says Bechad, there was only one brother. There was one brother in that generation. Bechad, Ocha, Umis, and he died without children. And then after that, Nolad, Loach. So Ruve, never died without children. And now there's, he has a widow. And then later on, Le- Levi's born. Shimon's born, someone else is born. So that would be e, and that'd be impossible. Enami betray, or there's two brothers, Lo Yavum lo mis. He didn't do Yibim, he didn't he didn't die, he's just waiting around. Bishlama Yavam Nolad. So it's fine if he was if understand if he did Yibim and then afterwards Levi was born. Ki ashkara ashkara. He finds her as the wife of Shimon, not as the widow of Reuben. Ella nolad If he's born and then there was a Yibim, when he was born, she was the widow of Reuven still. My title, yesh, Zika. Zika, kinusi, We see that according to Rabbi Shimon, not only is there a Zika, but the Zika is strong. The Zika is strong in Rabbi Shimon. And he holds it like Kenusa. It's as if they're already married. So even though they haven't done the Yibam yet, the widow of Ruvain, Rachel, through Zika, through the power of Zika, is as if she's married to Shimon. So now when Levi's born, even though Shimon hasn't done Yibam yet on Rachel, it's as if they're married. So Levi, when he's born, sees Rachel, not as a widow of Reuven, but as a wife, through Zika, of Shimon. And then if Shimon passes away, Levi is allowed to take her. We're going to hold it there because we're going to have a lot of Shilas in Rabbi Shimon and Ishita, And it's going to be a big one going over to the next Ahmed. And remember, your chameleon is a Zikit, Zika.